Hey guys, on today's episode, we are going to continue looking at Boeing. Here, we're going to take a look at the actual numbers from their financial statements, the income statement, balance sheet, and cash flow statement. We are also going to take a look at how they compare to previous quarters, and has there been any big shift happening ever since the grounding of some of their planes. If you guys want to know more about Boeing, I definitely recommend checking um, the last episode on Boeing Part 1, where I talk a little bit more about what the company is doing and, and how everything that's going on is affecting them. And today, like I mentioned, today we're just going to take a look at numbers to see where this company is at. So like always, I'm going to use this website known as LazyFA.com, which allows me to see all these financial numbers in a great, easy visual manner. So right now, we're going to start off with the income statement. In the income statement, we're going to take a look at everything through the quarter base opposed to annual base. So we're going to take a look at quarter because this company just started quarter one of the year. So here, quarter one, we can see revenue dip um, compared to previous quarters is sitting at 22.9 billion dollars almost 23 billion dollars we can see the peak last quarter was 28 billion so it did lose a nice amount of revenue and same time last year was actually 23.8 so it's still lower than last time last year but we saw a huge portion of that revenue drop was because they did send out less planes to customers um cost of revenue is still pretty up there at 18 billion dollars um, compared to last quarter, which was about 18.8. So a, a little bit decreased, but not by much. Here, our gross profit. Our gross profit does seem like it took a big hit, sitting at $4.27 billion, opposed to the same time last year at $4.5. Next thing is net income. Net income is sitting at $2.15 billion. And here again, we can see that it is pretty, all these numbers are lower than same time last year. But they're not lower by much, right? We can see here net income is $2.15 billion compared to the same time last year was $2.4 billion. So it's definitely a nice amount of money, but it's still it's, it's not that huge of a number down. Earnings per share, we can see is 3.79 this quarter compared to same time last quarter was $4.19. So like we mentioned, right, the biggest reason for the revenue drop was they did deliver less 737 max planes but they still kind of kept the same overhead and the same and they have they kept the same overhead even though they reduced um they reduced the production line uh they're keeping the same overhead just so they can so so when all these issues are fixed they're able to go right right off the bat and go back to to producing what they normally produce the second reason was they are carrying extra costs, one with the extra overhead, like I mentioned, and two, just because they need extra engineering power to fix all the software issue and to take a look at all these issues to fix the problem. So this is where they're picking up. Um, this is where we can see their net income has taken a hit. So if, it's pretty impressive that all this is happening and they still are pretty close to same time last year. Next, we're going to take a look at my favorite sheet, and that's the balance sheet here that we have right um, in front of us. And we can see here total assets and total liabilities are both sitting almost at a one-to-one -one ratio. To me, that's a pretty, normally that's a pretty scary thing. Luckily, I took a look at this before, so we'll, we'll see what's going on here. 
So this is almost a one-to-one -one ratio on total assets and total liabilities. Total assets is 120.2 billion and total liabilities is 119.98 billion. So by 0.6x billion is the difference. Even though the company has over 120, about $120 billion in total assets, only 14.7, about 15 billion of that is total debt. So that's pretty good, right? That means this company, total debt to total liabilities ratio is pretty low. We're gonna see the allocation in a bit. Receivables, this company is receiving about 16.45 billion from its customers um, per quarter, and it's paying about 14.69. So I like that receivables is higher than payables. So normally for this, these liabilities I can I can cut off because receivables is enough money to cover it's it's enough money to cover payables. Cash and cash equivalents has been decreasing, but I think it's still at a healthy amount of six point eight billion dollars. So now let's take a look at the asset distribution and liability distribution that I was talking about. And here we can see why liability distribution has increased so much. So first, let's take a look at liability distribution because I definitely want to talk about this. And we can see that liability distribution jumped up and we can see the major cause of it was is deferred revenue. So right, deferred revenue for those that don't know, it's revenue that it's revenue that the company is going to collect but they still haven't delivered. Um, it's revenue the company has collected but still hasn't delivered on the on the product. So if we take a if we took a look at Boeing, we know that they have a backlog of about 5700 planes. So that's a lot of planes. We also know that Boeing collects money is collecting money right now for planes that need to be delivered in 2 years. So obviously these planes cost a lot of money, so there's definitely some form of payment plan that the companies do with Boeing that they probably pay x amount of money x each month or each quarter. So right now, Boeing is collecting revenue for planes that need to be delivered in two years. So that for them is referred revenue, right? Deferred revenue, because they've already collected this revenue. They already have this revenue in their pockets. They already collected the cash, but they still haven't delivered the product. And the reason this is liability, right, is because what happens if they don't deliver the product? If they don't deliver the product, they have to owe this money back. So for that reason, it is a liability. And we can see in my mind, especially with the way Boeing is, uh, I don't consider this a, a, a liabilities. So I can pretty much cut off a huge amount of this. So back then it used to be $26 billion. Right now it's $50 billion. That's a huge portion of increase. It increased by almost double its normal rate. So that, like I mentioned, that's most likely all these all these orders this company has that it needs to, it's been collecting revenue and it needs to send them out. Uh, and we can see this has been like this for the past one, two, three, four, five, six. So this is about the past six quarters that's been collecting um, the, this, this revenue. And normally it's pretty high. I mean, 25 billion was pretty high how it normally was in the previous quarters before the sixth quarter. So like I mentioned, this is revenue, and to me, this is this is a good thing, right? So that uh, if we take a look at the rest of the liabilities, we can see this company has eleven point three six billion in non-current debt and three point three eight billion in current debt, and that I mean, this company has does seem to have enough cash flow from receivables to pay off its 
it's current debt, it's payables, right? It's current debt is 3.38 and this payables is about 14 point something and this receivables has about 16.45 billion. So just on the money coming in from the company, this company is able to pay out the money it needs to pay out. So now let's take a look at the asset distribution. We can see a huge portion also happened at the exact same time when this company started collecting a huge massive amount of deferred revenue and we can see here that biggest chunk is inventory so the reason they're uh, i'm guessing this is the reason inventory means items that they haven't sold yet so while they're making all these planes while they're making all these planes they have to keep buying parts they definitely they have to buy all the parts ahead of time to to produce these planes so that's why their inventory has been increasing. So right now, inventory used to be up seven quarters ago at $43 billion, and now it's sitting at $61.25 billion, almost that $20 billion increase compared to um, deferred revenue. Um, so normally, I don't like to see inventory being such a huge portion of a company's asset distribution, but, to, but the reason I'm okay with Boeing having, you always have to think about the company as a whole, right? You can't just there's never a magical number, right? Uh, as compared to if I saw another company outside of this, like for example, intangible assets, intangible assets for me are one of the worst assets, except if you're a media company. If you're like a media company, I would expect your intangible assets to be pretty high because of all the brand names you have for your product shows um, and all your other entertainment purposes. So for media companies, I think intangible assets are pretty good. For other types of companies, I don't think they're good. For this type of company, for Boeing, I think inventory is it's okay to have pretty high because we know that planes take about two, three years to be to be built. So if it takes that long to be built, this company is going to be accruing inventory over time. Eventually, it's going to let these inventories go. But for that reason, I do think inventory is definitely an okay thing to have here with our, our, our assets distribution. Next, let's take a look real quick at shareholder equity. So here, remember, we can we know shareholder equity is what the is what the shareholder technically owns, and that's the assets minus minus district minus liabilities. And right now, uh, like we mentioned, it's almost a one to one ratio. So shareholder equity is almost zero dollars. So that means the shareholder almost owns zero dollar of of the company. But if we take that huge jump out of deferred revenue, this company would be around $20 billion um, or around, around that level uh, of, of, of where it normally has. So that's actually a pretty cool thing to know, right? If we take off that deferred revenue, um, which in my opinion, like I said, I, I technically for this company wouldn't consider it as a liability. I understand why it needs to be considered as a liability, but I feel like I have a high percentage um, hope that this company can do can 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 do all these planes that to me i don't consider a liability so to me the shareholder equity is uh, a, a lot higher than that is anticipated next we're going to take a look at at some quick metrics and values so the first one we're going to do is account receivables versus revenue per quarter and i just want to show that we can see here the pound, um, accounts receivable percentage of sales this is the amount of money coming in from accounts receivable. It's about 60%. It's over 60% of the total revenue. It's about 
0.79%. So that's all this money coming in from past orders, from current orders. Um, that's a huge amount. And I'm pretty sure, it, look at it, we can see it is pretty constant. It is above the 60, around 50, high 50, 60% range in the past quarters. And this quarter is sitting one of its all-time high at 71.79. But the reason is this company dropped down in revenues, it lowered in revenues, but since they have that constant money coming in from all the other orders, um, for future orders, since revenue that, that's most likely a constant number, revenue is increasing, this is staying constant, so the accounts receivable percentage compared to sales has increased. So again, that's um it's just pretty good to know that accounts receivable is a huge portion of this company's revenue. Next, we're going to take a look at accounts payable versus revenue. And the same thing here, accounts payable is about the low 50, it normally sits in the low 50s percentage, but right now we're, it's, it, it jumped up to 64 in this past quarter. And it's the same reason, right? They decreased in revenue, but they most likely keep the same constant payable value that it increases this percentage-wise. So again, it's not a bad thing. We can see, right? Um, there has been here we can see it perfectly there has been a little uptrend in accounts payable but not by much but here we can see that huge dip in revenue compared to last quarter which increases our percentage of accounts payable for sales so these are good things to to keep an eye out i don't think there's anything else in here that i want to look at all right so next we're going to take a look at the cash flow from the cash flow statement and here the only cash flow statement i care about is net cash flow from operations this is money coming in from their everyday, everyday operations. And right now we're still sitting at a pretty high value at $2.8 billion. So 2.8 last time last quarter was 3.14. So like I mentioned, right, every, all these values seem to have dropped um, because of the slowness in order, but it has not dropped by much, which I think is very impressive for such a big event to be happening for such a, a dramatic, dramatic, event if i may say um has happened with boeing the company itself is still pretty doing pretty good and the final thing we're going to take a look at are some metrics so here in these metrics we're going to take a look at our first pe ratio so pe ratio seems to have an average of about around 20 so it jumps below it seems the low 16.287 and a high of 23 so definitely an average of about 20 20 pe ratio and if we took a look at last uh, last time's episode, I did mention that under forward PE, I would be okay paying, I think it was 17.5 um, times the future PE ratio, which to me, I gave it, I, I gave Boeing a value of $394 and I was okay paying $394 for it. So I still stand by it. I definitely, after looking at all this, the company looks like a very healthy, healthy company. Its debt to equity ratio has increased in the past quarter. Uh, this is actually right, yeah, because debt is about 14 billion while its equity is almost zero. So this is going to give us a high value. Um, so maybe for this company, this debt to equity ratio is not a good uh, ratio to take a look at. Sales per share seem to be increasing. Obviously, it took a little dip in this quarter. Current ratio seems to be almost a one-to-one -one asset sitting at 1.07, and that's pretty much all where it's at. One of the major things I like to look at is 
in the in the metrics themselves, just like everything else, I want to take a look at past data and I want to make sure there's no fluctuation or big difference compared to previous quarters because that to me will raise a red flag that this company is doing something different. Here, there in all these metrics, I can see everything looks pretty constant or or pretty on par with how it normally looks. So to me, that means a good thing because if the company was able to run fine when those metrics look the same way as they do now, that means this company will continue to be able to run fine. Um, right now, we do can see a different. Uh, there's a downtrend going on in current ratio. It peaked at a 1.354 ratio. And right now, like I mentioned, it's sitting at 1.07. I'm still happy that it's sitting at above a 1.0 value. And I do hope to see this um, increase over time. So this is something I'm definitely going to take a look at over the next upcoming quarters. Gross margin sitting right now at a low 18.6%. And profit margin also setting at 9.4 profit margins we can see is actually pretty online between the past two three quarters and it's still higher than than previous five or six seven quarters ago so that's again we can see there has been a huge dip and not a huge dip but there has been a noticeable dip on revenue but this company is still doing fine with its numbers everything looks on par to same time last quarter last year Gross margin, I mean, we understand why gross margin is, like I've mentioned, this company has more cost on overhead because they're still maintaining um, the same amount of people as if they would if, if they were making 52 planes per month opposed to 42 planes per month. And they're also having to charge more money for, for expenses on fixing these software issues. So like I mentioned, uh, right now, I, I definitely I would, would buy um, Boeing. I would definitely put it in my investment sheet, so it's something I'm gonna take a look at. I definitely don't mind paying anything less than $394. I think right now the stock is sitting at about $350. So to me, I definitely, I'm, I'm planning on looking to add it as an investment. Um, so let me know what you guys think about today's episode. Make sure to post on the comments, give me a thumbs up. Don't forget to subscribe, guys. If you guys like this video, let me know so I can keep providing content for you guys. And if you guys didn't like something or if you want me to explain something a little more thoroughly, let me know so I know what to do and help you guys out. Have a good night. Take care, guys, and see you next time.